こんにちは、こんばんは、元気ですか ?Welcome to the Wabi Sabi Podcast, episode number 138.How are you guys? 元気 ?I am doing quite well.I have done a lot of self work over the last few weeks.I did record several recipes.Oh, recipes, Lord help me.I recorded several episodes for all of you the last few weeks, but they were just not good enough. And as a self proclaimed perfectionist, which we all know I'm recovering in, I did think, well, I better record this week, whether it's perfect or not, just so that we can get together and do our weekly Wabi Sabi chat. So thank you for joining me, first of all. Please pass this podcast along to three, four friends if you can. We need all the help we can get in standing back out in the wellness sector. I say that only because I really, truly, Wholeheartedly believe in the work that we do, and I believe in integrity and an ethos in which we really try to help people and we're of good use. So, in episode 138, I want us to focus on where we can start rounding up the things that we've learned in our 30s and 40s and what makes sense in this current climate right now. What are five things that we can do now before 2024 so that we can actually be ready to crush our 2024? I'm only stating this too from a perspective of it's been really hard for me. I have not done well、um, in my business over the last, I would say, I would say last, this last year is probably the hardest. Maybe it's because it was a transitional time and I moved, but I'm also really grateful for where we're at because considering the current climate, we are all in a very good situation. And I think we have to start out by saying that we are grateful and the gratitude we have right now for peace in where we are at is all we can ask for. And I ask every higher power out there to try to alleviate the suffering and bring medical,、um, electricity, water, all the Useful things that humans need in order to thrive to those who are suffering out there. And so, with my deepest sympathies and gratitude, and also all my prayers and love to the people who are suffering right now、um, between the conflicts of Palestine and Israel, we're praying for all of you. And may God look over each of you and hold you and heal. Thousands of years of conflict.、Um, I don't know what to say other than please donate to Doctors Without Borders if you can. I'll put the link up in my stories or on my broadcast channel. I think it's really important that we try to stay neutral and that we try to pray for all parties involved. I understand if you feel a certain way. About、um, a certain party. I totally get it. But I want to say also that sometimes when you remain neutral and you help all parties in need,、um, it's in this kind of situation, it's very, very difficult. So count your blessings on where you are at. If you had a tough year, it certainly wasn't as bad as it could be. So we are sending lots of love and prayers.、Um, You know, I think I'll start number one with refocusing our energy. So, what worked 10 years ago or even five years ago or just three years ago doesn't work anymore. 
So you're going to have to learn how to refocus and reshift. How can you do that? Well, I'm glad you asked because I'm assuming that you're asking right now. So I am reading a book called Letting Go by Dr. David R. Hawkins that my friend Erica Huss recommended to me. And there's a section on page 28 that talks about the scale of emotions. The scale of emotions was found in a presentation of consciousness levels from a scientific basis and practical applications found in Power Versus Force, The Hidden Determinants of Human Behavior by Hawkins. Um, This book was originally published in 1995, and I believe it was republished with a revision or two in 2012. So this scale of emotions is based off of um, energy, positive and negative. It's intuitively knowing the difference between a positive person and a negative person. And also we can use this in everything that affects us in our everyday lives. So how to refocus your energy? Well, how about focusing on the scale of emotions from high to low in the things that really matter that we can strive for at the top to the very bottom. So first I'm going to start with this list because I thought it was very important to look at this basic scale starting from high energy that you really want to try to focus on to the low energy, like low hanging fruit. So let's start from the highest of high. Um, The top of the scale was at 600, which is peace. It's bliss, it's effortlessness and oneness a state of non-duality and peace is what we can strive for the very most. It does not happen very often and it is rare in the human realm. The second thing that we want to refocus our energy on is joy, love that is unconditional and unchanging despite circumstances of others or action of others. Number three is love. Love got a 500 A way of being that is forgiving, nurturing, and supportive. It does not proceed from the mind, but rather it emanates from the heart. Love focuses on the essence of a situation, not the details. It deals with wholes, not particulars. As perception is replaced with vision, it takes no position and sees the intrinsic value and lovability of all that exists. So those three things to focus on at the top of refocusing energy is on the scale of emotions, we can focus more on peace, joy, love. And next is reason. This is 400 on the scale. The aspect of this aspect, sorry, reason, Um, differentiates humans from the animal world. There is an ability to see things in the abstract, to conceptualize, to be objective, and to make rapid and correct decisions. It is enormous in the utility of solving problems. Science, philosophy, medicine, and logic are all expressions of this level. I actually, I would love to focus on these top four things right now. Peace, joy, love, and reason. And I'm going to actually focus mostly on reason. This one stands out to me the most because it's, it's obvious that we all want to strive for more peace in our lives when we refocus and recalibrate for 2024, right? 
we all want to have joy. I mean, if we could all like, you know, experience an orgasm all the time, I'm sure that life would feel great. But, you know, we all know that life is a lot more complicated than usual. I mean, it's been strange times since we came out of the pandemic. And I think a lot of us just have to recalibrate. And that's why I want to really focus on reason. Because if you can shift your ability to see things differently and to actually make more correct decisions, I don't even know if they need to be rapid. I just think you need to have a better grasp of perception and you need to recheck your self-importance. I think I have noticed over the last few months that self-importance is like on a bursting scale right now. I work very closely with many high-level A-listers and they do not have a bursting sense of self-importance. If anything, they genuinely care about others around them and want to know how you are doing. I don't know how selective self-importance became a thing. I do think it might be correlated with the internet and social media and the fact that like anybody could try to become famous for having no useful talent whatsoever. So when we focus on reason, this can really help. Remember, this includes philosophy and it includes problem solving. Like how do you troubleshoot your own life? Uh, Recently, I've had to deal with people of self-importance. It's very hard for me sometimes, especially when it's in a setting of charity, which I do lots of. Um, And I had to recalibrate what do I want to do with my life? What do I want to spend my time on? And how do I work with difficult people? And why are people so difficult sometimes? And these are all things where I think that they fall into the realm of recalibrating our reason, the ability to see things in the abstract, to conceptualize, to be objective, and to make rapid and correct decisions. It's enormous in the utility of problem solving. So meaning like how are you at troubleshooting? How are you at great resolve? Are you easy to work with when conflict arises? How do we refocus our energy and our emotions for this year? I think refocusing can definitely apply to emotion. It can apply to business. I'm taking some notes for us right now. And it can also apply to self-care and self-development. I've often thought about going the scientific route in studying more when it comes to refocusing and recalibrating one's life. It's not that I want to sit around and write a business plan and re-strategize my own life and where I'm going, but I do want you to take a really deep look inside this week And think about what is going on in the Middle East and think about that type of conflict. Do you immediately take sides? Do you immediately read things that you see, propaganda perhaps, and believe it? Are you emotionally tied to rapid decision making? Are you really good at troubleshooting? Are you good at staying neutral? 
Can you conceptualize things? Can you see things from both sides? Can you try to better understand that this is a much deeper, a very deep-rooted problem that has been around that has not been resolved for thousands of years? I only say these things because I personally worked with survivors of war in Nagasaki for many years. And what I found was your ability to recalibrate the way that you feel about things, particularly in conflict, maybe you're in a fight with a friend or a loved one or a business partner, maybe you're just not getting along with a lot of people or seeing eye to eye, or maybe just like myself, you harbor a lot of anger and resentment inside because you're not where you want to be in your career at this moment in time. And it is really, really fucking frustrating. And I mean, I just ordered a bunch of donuts from Dunwell, um, which my friend Robin Arzon introduced me to. I don't know if I mentioned that or not, but she had a great event um, last weekend that we spoke at and these donuts, oh, they're like off the chain. Um, I said to myself, I'm just going to let go and like not care anymore because I think at a certain point, I know I, I went off the rails with the donuts thing and now that's all I can think about. But where I was going with that was, um, you know, there's a lot of suffering in this world that is going on right now. And sometimes I think we need to take a deep look inside and recalibrate and refocus all of our energy. Like, where do we really want to go with our lives? What do we really want to do? And how are things going to pan out? And can you be of greater use? We often talk about that on this podcast. Um, There's a lot of people that have like self-importance out there. I think that their time is more valuable than others when in actuality, everyone's time is equally important. The fly on the wall, maybe it's like observing some birds in the sky or just watching a tree, you know, in the forest and doing a little bit of observation. Everyone is deserving of time and love and care, sunshine, water, nourishment, in human essence, shelter, protection, medical care. I mean, there are innocent people out there suffering every single day. So I think that sometimes we just need to recalibrate our essence of self-importance and really try not to weaponize the things that we think are important and that we have and that we possess and rather just think of another. I know it's so hard to do that right now. I really do. But I will tell you, I still believe in life that the things that matter are these things on this scale of emotion. So once again, the first thing we're going to try to do is refocus our energy, our emotions, our business, our strategy, our life, our own self-care and our own self-realization patterns. They need to change. I say this because I'm probably the first person that needs to change a lot of my own patterns and ways. I'll give you one other example when it comes to refocus and recalibration. I used to own three businesses, but I had to close two of them in the last two years, which is very sad, but also it's a form of recalibration and refocus, right? 
So I know what I'm really fucking good at, and that is production. We're really good at putting together stories, documentation, production, and execution on video form. So all the Shiseido show and Kintsugi for NHK series, or even like Belvedere videos, etc. Those are all from my tiny little production company, but we do an extraordinary job. So my mother told me recently that I did not need to waste my time doing things and taking meetings with people that is almost like self-inflicting more pain and suffering onto myself. So at some point you have to like break the cycle of taking meetings with people that maybe don't see eye to eye with you. And in essence, you won't be wasting your precious time anymore. You certainly cannot sit around nowadays and expect for people to come and call you or for the gigs to come your way like they used to. I mean, my email used to flood with business opportunities, contracts, and offers. And my God, I know I'm still on the roster and I still like am out at the forefront of the food and wellness and beauty movements. But the competition has grown so rapidly that it is obvious that we have to focus on change. So while the first thing I want you to do to focus on 2024 is to go ahead and recalibrate and refocus your energy onto the things you really want by making a list of those things. And we'll get into this later. But again, if you want to check out the scale of emotions, look up Power versus Force, The Hidden Determinants of Human Behavior by Hawkins in 1995. Um, This book was originally published. And remember this, the first things on the scale of emotion that really matter are peace, joy, love, reason, followed by acceptance, willingness, and then neutrality. Then comes courage, pride, anger, desire, fear, grief, apathy, guilt. And then the last one of all is shame. So this scale of energy goes from high vibration to low vibration frequencies. And I believe that this scale is actually proven by science. So that is why we refer to high and low energy. There is an energy to all things around us. Oh no, somebody's at my buzzer right now while I'm recording. Maybe it's the donuts, here we go. (laughs) I seriously cannot believe that I ordered donuts. Sorry, you guys, vegan donuts. Anyways, let's do a little bit of chime in and breathing in and breathing out. This is living in New York. Sorry, you guys. This is real time. (laughs) Delivery. Okay. At least you guys know I'm real. Um, Let's move on to the second thing, shall we? So next year is going to be a big year for business. People have a lot more financial stability. They want to get to spending. I think that we must learn to start spending more time on creating a strategy or a business plan before 2024 that works for you. And I'm speaking to all the entrepreneurs out there or you that has a side hustle or you that has a dream or you 
that doesn't want to be fucking stuck anymore. The main thing to remind yourself of a business plan can be a very simple draft that you put together. You can do it on your own, but I do want you to start getting this together now. I think it's important for us to be in order this year because if anything I've heard from people for many years, and it's nothing new, is that I am all over the place. And I don't know if you get that too. But I actually find that to be very funny considering that I have had my own company for 22 years or so. That means very organized finances and invoices and accounts payable, accounts receivable, taxes, payouts. I mean, it's a lot of work. And I think it's sad when sometimes people look at an entrepreneur that has a lot going on and they say things like, you're all over the place. Well, you know what? I don't have a stable home. I run my own company. Of course, I'm all over the place because that's my job. So if people try to insult you by saying things that make you feel like you're less than or you're not organized, just prove them wrong by putting together your own business plan and getting your shit together and presenting it to the world. You can do it with these simple modules by writing an executive summary at the beginning, a company description, your products and services, your management team. You can put together a simple marketing analysis, financial plan, and operational plan. You can even simplify it off of that if you'd like and make it even tighter by putting together a problem a solution, a business model, who are your target customers, what is your competitive advantage, what are your financial projections, and do you have funding that's required? Here's where I think that you may not need funding required and where the U.S. really trips up on this. So many people focus on the Shark Tank model of like having an idea and going and presenting it, and getting a shitload of money from investors, and going and popping off. And here's the problem with that, is sometimes you're going to have to pay those investors back. Sometimes you're going to bleed out a lot of cash. And sometimes you're also, holy shit, did the donuts already get here? Sorry, (laughs) I just got a notification. (laughs) Amazing, made my day. I'd like to say this at the very least, Let's think about where you want to go with your business and if it needs a ton of cash. Because if you're just starting a website or you're just writing a book or you just want to start maybe like a very small personal line, do you really need investors or can you just focus on maybe getting a small loan from the SBA, a small loan from your bank, or maybe even just from a family member? You may only need between five or $10,000, something like that. Oh my God, the donuts did come. Sorry, you guys. Dunwell Donuts, they did not pay me for this ad, but they are vegan and they are so good. And no, it does not mean that they're good for you. They're probably very bad for you, but I feel like I really deserve it. <laughs> I work out. I work out every fucking day so that I can enjoy the things in life that make me happy. 
shows you where I'm at right now, right? Okay, so putting together a simple business plan and strategy for 2024 means you need to work on it now. We're about to hit November around the corner. Before you know it, it's going to be Thanksgiving and then Christmas. I don't want you to rush your business plan and I don't want you to rush into business either. I think it's very important for you to know what you want to do. And if you do not know, I have an idea for you and I'm going to try this as well. Hmm, delicious. That was your hint that you need to go out and have a treat for yourself. Treat yourself, ma'am. Dunwell Donuts is D-U-N-W-E-L-L. I never do this, but I grew up going to St. Patrick's Church. And my dad used to bribe my sister and I with donuts. I'm so sorry. I've never done this before on the pod. I came off of a work streak from August 20th until like yesterday oh my lord I feel like I got beat up but it was good I got like a lot done okay back to your business strategy (laughs) we have way too much fun on this podcast right thought is to write out a simple plan where you can focus your energy on the things that you want for next year you may not need an investor You don't need anything fancy. You don't even need an assistant. If you don't have the means to pay an assistant, you don't need one. But here's what I might do is just do a collective group of five of your favorite work colleagues or best friends or mentors, get them together and treat them. Whether it's a weekend on a vacation somewhere at an Airbnb or a hotel, or maybe it's not as expensive if you just get everybody together for one brunch, one lunch, one dinner and ask everybody their opinions and do a focus group or a refocus group. I'm going to try to get my ducks in a row and refocus my energy on 2024 and do the things that I want to do for the first time ever in my life. I'm not even sure if book writing is my only thing. I do want to read you my website, my e-com shop, and really go full force with the production company. And I think you should figure out the three things that you really want to do and write them down right now. Now, these next two kind of correlate with one, one another. Learning to let go of attachment before next year and really, really, really honing in on what that is. And then the second part is to stop saying yes to everything, which sort of goes along with the business plan idea, right? I want you to start focusing on what you want to do with your life not what others want for you, not for what, not what you fucking thought you were going to do five, 10 years ago. Fuck that. Scratch it out and write out a new plan because so much has changed since you got started. 
Let go of the attachment of the old ideas, the old things, the old belief systems, the old values, the old friends, the fucking friends that like hold you back from pursuing your dreams and start grasping onto the ones that help you every step of the way because you help them. Find friends who are reciprocating your goodness into the world. They invite you to meetings and events because you do as well and you have a synergy going on. Learn to let go of the attachment of the old belief system and the old ways that you used to do things. They simply do not work for you anymore. And stop saying yes to everything. I have gone broke because I have virtually promoted everybody else's products and I don't have any products, so I don't really promote anything. So I've sort of had to learn to rewire this year. And it took my own partner telling me to look in the mirror and get through my own suffering, my own personal problems, my own personal pangs, sorrows, grief, loss, tragic moments. They're not even that bad. Um, We're all fucking princesses sitting up in a castle right now considering the world state that we're in. Be grateful that you have a home and clean water and food on the table. I still cannot believe some of the stuff that is going on in our world in this day. But the best you can do is to still help others along the way. Donate to charity. Volunteer your time. Sometimes when you do really, really, really fucking good work, other people will notice. For instance... The Japan Society of Houston has invited me to come and receive an award in Houston in a few days. And it is so rewarding to see somebody of Asian descent in the U.S. recognize my work. I was shocked when I received the email. I will be shocked when I receive the award. And I don't know if it will make me feel any better or any worse about myself, to be honest with you guys. I think I have Martha Stewart syndrome. And to elaborate a little bit more on this, I need to stop letting go of this idea of where I thought I would be at 41. And I need to start embracing where I'm at now. I need to embrace these wonderful women and men at the organization of the Japan Society of Houston and thank them for their award and their time and the recognition for the 20-something years that I put in on books, on documentaries, news media. Of course, there was a little bit of beauty and fun, like drinks and partying and living it up in between there as well, talking to you guys about dating boys incessantly and having a Rolodex of men, which I've had to dust off. <laughs> and that's, that's the shit that makes life golden, right? Is the fact that we talk about real stuff on this pod. But I've also had to do a lot of self-work and look deeply into my soul and think about what I can let go of. And that is a lot of old ideas and belief systems that just utter bullshit and clutter in my own mind that I need to clean out. And then I also need to do a lot of work on stop saying yes to everything. I need to say no. I need time for myself. I need to enjoy my life with my boyfriend. I've never done that in my entire life. I've had plenty of boyfriends, but never did I ever really stop and think to enjoy life with them because I was go, go, go girl, superwoman for the last 20 years. So I'd like to enjoy 
my house, my cat, my partner, you know, fucking donut. That's what I was getting at earlier, by the way, with the donuts. I really, really enjoy life now. Maybe it took Robin Arson and our friend Liz Plosser, you know, the head VP um, cycling instructor at Peloton and the editor-in-chief of Women's Health. It took two of my favorite girlfriends and then we just randomly went off with the donuts one day while speaking together at an event for Robin and uh it takes these little things sometimes for you to wake up and start letting go a little bit and stop being so pretentious stop saying yes to the things that you really don't want to do anymore if they feel like torture quit the job dump the person that you can't stand move along Get out of the contract. Please don't sit around and let time pass you by and let anything. How do you say this? It's not that you're wasting time. I hate that phrase. But we all learn, right, from these horrible lessons that we've gone through, from the deep-rooted suffering, our self-inflicted suffering that we've put on ourselves. I mean, I deserve the biggest fuck you to myself because I've done so many things to not take care of myself, which included like, maybe I just wasn't as good to myself as I could have been. I could have been a better best friend to myself. And that's why I think my mom had a really good point when she was saying, you don't have to take meetings with people that don't get you anymore. You can move towards the friends and the work colleagues and the loved ones that do get you and keep putting your energy, I'm speaking to you, towards those people. It's okay to let go of old friends, old habits, old boyfriends, old girlfriends, old work colleagues, people from high school. Like I get asked all the time about how to let go of these things. I know they're not easy, but sometimes letting go will give you the power to stop saying yes to set boundaries, to be strong, and to let go of attachment. So lastly, here's the last thing I want us to focus on before you pop off for next year. This is the hardest one of all, and it will be if you can spend more time working on your own healing journey and figuring out why you are wired the way you are. Maybe you have a victim's mindset. Maybe you have financial problems and struggles. Maybe you are not able to find the right relationship. Maybe you were abused at one point in your life and you don't even realize it. I came to terms with myself while I wrote Kintsugi Wellness and Spirited. And either of those books you can pick up today at Amazon easily. You can download either of them on Kindle or hear them on Audible. And they will help you through your dark times. I only say it because I documented when I was going through the last, like I'd say from 2015 till now, like I documented a lot of my own struggles. You cannot measure a person's suffering. It is not fair to think that one person's suffering is worse than another's. It is okay to see massive suffering in this world that we need to, when we need to help others out because the suffering is so bad that they cannot help themselves. And then we need to realize that there's that lighthearted suffering that you can work on. 
And that's your healing journey. Those are the things. It was a broken heart. It was a loss of a job. It was the loss of a loved one, a pet. Maybe you're going through grief because you also aren't where you want to be in your career or you're just fully unhappy or feeling stuck. Maybe you're in a relationship that you just don't want to be in anymore and you, you don't know how to get out of it. These are things that my partner and I will sit down and talk about sometimes and say, um, he'll say like, how do we get you out of this mindset? Because you're one of the most blessed people I've ever met and you're not using your talents in that correct direction. And to be honest with all of you, the main reason why I didn't use a ton of creativity this year Number one, I didn't really have a place to put it. And number two, I was really, really depression stricken for a while after I moved. Um, The work just did not come in the way that it used to. And I also had not picked up work the way that I used to because of the pandemic. We had lost so many jobs in the Japanese travel and wellness and beauty industry It was quite rough. And things have also evolved and changed, right? People were really focused on influencers for a long time. And I think they're kind of over it now and they're going to move on. And they're going back to experts and science and factual backed information. Because we all know that we've been there and we've seen the videos and we get it. And I think when you surround yourself with enough obnoxious behavior, TikTok, um, you're just over it. And also there comes a sense of responsibility, like social responsibility and political, like the app is not necessarily a good place for Western or even Asian, um, you know, citizens that are using these apps. I, I suggest that you be very careful and you learn how to use Um, your privacy on these apps and you turn off a lot of the shared settings with the apps like don't share your contacts um, and don't give away a lot of your personal information don't let them have access to all of your information that goes along um, the letting go and stopping saying yes category as well because remember in order to have personal growth you have to step away from what everybody else is doing like even if it looks cool and everybody's jumping on this wagon or everyone's doing it man you do not have to do it I have been there I have always been a lone soldier and that goes along with the final thing to work on for 2024 so that you can thrive and you can be set up for success by next year is spending more time being solo So there is a power in solitude when you know who you are, when your head is held up high, when you're that HBIC walking in the room and everybody knows it, but it is not because it is self-proclaimed, it is because it is earned. I want you to have dignity and respect for yourself. And if you are young, it is totally okay to keep working on yourself so that you are a woman of dignity, you're a woman of your word, and you're a woman of integrity or maybe you're a guy, or it could really pertain to anyone. You could be a cat. The, the point is, is that when you do the self-work, you can put yourself in a really good position where you can call the shots one day. 
make sure <laughs> get out of here. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm trying to be serious. Oh my god. Sean just came in here. Not only did he make fun of the donuts sitting on my bed, but he tried to take one out and put it near my you know what. <laughs> Sorry, you guys. This is supposed to be a serious pod, but who am I kidding? Um, yeah, he caught me with the donuts. Who cares? Whatever. Damn it, I was getting really serious there. But anyways, the point is, is like... It's so funny when you watch people that are self-proclaimed experts, professionals, giving medical advice or self-help advice, etc. Here's the thing is you need to look at people's resumes. We always say this and we'll be consistent with that on Wabi Sabi. But you really got to look at these real deal hustlers that have a legitimate resume, CV, professional career. It is okay to be self-proclaimed famous on TikTok, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, etc. But that's not a viable career and it's not a viable job. I want you to pay attention to the people that are writing for journals, books, magazines, reporting on the news, and actually doing the damn thing. Remember to earn your worth. And if you are 20, you are okay with where you are at. I was once there too. I was so impatient because I wanted to be somebody so bad. And I wanted my own show for 22 years. I still want that to happen, but I guess it is not time yet. So keep going, find solitude, meditate. You don't have to do what everyone else is doing. I meditate in the morning by myself. I go to workout class by myself, the bar method. I spend a lot of time by myself. And on occasion, I make plans with a friend at a work event so we can meet up and kill two birds with one stone, drink their alcohol, eat their food, and have a blast. And we get to promote our friends' brands at the same time. And they're always brands that we love and support. It becomes like synergetic. It's why you live in New York. And of course, there are times where a brunch here there is really fun and meet up with a friend for a matcha or a workout. But right now I'm in a place where I need to be by myself for a while to do a lot of healing. And I can only do that if I meditate by myself, if I see a therapist by myself, if I am able to, you know, have enough money to save for like, say, the Hoffman process, etc. I can't figure out what to do on my next step of my journey. And you won't be able to figure this out either until you spend time alone. You got to meditate on it. You got to pray on it. You have to really think deeply inside. Like, what do you want with your one precious and beautiful life? You can go out and surf your brains out in a thong bikini topless for all I care. If that's what you want to do. It's what I would do. It's what I would rather be doing, but I'm not. I'm sitting in the middle of Brooklyn surrounded by brick walls and, you know, just like honking traffic and cops and sirens and crazy people. And it's okay because that's where I belong right now. It would be easy just to sort of let go and get back out there and just live on some deserted island for the rest of my life. But it's the harder thing and it's probably the more useful thing if I go inward and work on my healing by doing a lot of self-work, journaling, meditating, writing, 
producing videos that I love and really care about, working with people I care about, giving back to communities I care about. These are all things that you can do and you can be a better part of your community when you volunteer. So make sure you do so. I also want to let you guys know that I came across um, a new place to start volunteering at. It, it was so cool and I had not seen them before, but they were in front of the local church. It's called North Brooklyn Angels and they help out neighbors and they feed our local community here in Brooklyn. God's Love We Deliver is another great place to look up, to donate to, and please, as always, donate to Doctors Without Borders right now to help those in need during this conflict and time of war. Um, we pray for everyone who is suffering across the world. And I do genuinely want everyone to have a much better 2024. So let's pray for it. Let's give ourselves the grace and love each other more and try to listen to others more. And you will thrive. A deep breath in. And a deep breath out. Thank you guys for subscribing to the podcast. Don't forget to hit subscribe, share it with a friend, sign them up for my newsletter or sign up also. And keep me posted if you absolutely have some great ideas for me on info at candiskumai.com. My newsletter goes out about once every week. So you can always hit reply to me and send me an idea and I will always respond to you. I got a couple of good ones this week, so thank you. Apologies for eating a donut during this podcast. I didn't even eat the whole thing because I thought it was rude. I'm very sorry for doing that. That was a first. I needed it really bad. I've been stressed for a multitude of reasons. Thank you to the Japan Society of Houston. I'm so excited to work with you, to celebrate you, and to really validate the work that you're all doing as well. Thank you guys for listening and don't forget to send juicy ideas my way. Have fun, but also be kind and take care of one another. And don't forget that 2024 is right around the corner. The only way that you can feel cumulatively good by 2024 is to do the work right now, October 16th. You've got this. Okay, love you guys. Have a great week and... Don't forget to just say fuck it and order the donuts. Who cares? At this point in life, it won't kill you. I promise.